Ladies and gentlemen, I am Sam Eagle, and these are some important announcements. Three Sheets to the Mouse is an adult-themed podcast that may contain content and language not suitable for younger patriots. And now, I give you Adam, Mikey, Jason, Scott, and Tim. Three Sheets to the Mouse. Sorted, but you'll be rewarded when at last I am given my dues. And injustice deliciously squared. Be it free, free. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode nine of Three Sheets to the Mouse. We're five average guys with a love for all things Disney. Now, joining me on this week's show were four guys who played infield for the Mudville Nine Jason. Hello. Adam. What's up? Mikey. Yeah, better, 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 better. And Tim. How are they hanging? We're here to talk about Disney parks, Disney booze, and a little bit of debauchery in between. So sit back, relax, enjoy a cold beer and some peanuts and Cracker Jack, and enjoy the adult side of Disney with three sheets to the mouse. So as we get started on, uh, on a new month, it's the month of April, which can only mean uh, one thing. Baseball is back. How wonderful to have it back i'm sorry i'm a huge baseball fan and i am so excited that tonight is opening night the cardinals are playing the cubs it is a wonderful day but it also marks the start of a new month for jason what the how the fuck am i supposed to know dude (laughs) (laughs) drink of the month it's drink of the month time i feel like i'm in school here and they're freaking teachers picking on me and i'm like what Stay on your toes here. Stay with me. Where are we going for drink of the month? Drink of the month. I'm going to go ahead and claim this one. And uh, I'm going to go with the famous Disney Glotini, Blue Glotini. It's actually extremely popular in most of the menus across Disney. Now, the reason I picked it is when our first time at Disney, I actually chose that because I wanted the blue glow. Cube. You wanted a you wanted a nice pretty glowy blue drink, right? I wanted to give that to the sun. That is correct. So, <laughs> and then my wife ordered another drink. She hated it. She ended up taking mine. I still got the glow cube. Cube. <laughs> drink a little bit already today. <laughs> so let's they, uh, let's say glow cube five times let's, fast. Let's let's talk what's inside of it. We've got an ounce of sky citrus vodka. We've got half an ounce of bowls blue. Curacao. 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 Man, I knew I was going to blow that too. Uh, Half an ounce of Bull's peach schnapps, one ounce of sweet and sour, a half an ounce of pineapple juice, and it says optional, but bullshit, one blue glow clue. Uh, Proper simple, it's a martini. Are are those the same as the glow cubes? The clubes, they're they're closed. They're just a little more, they have a little more (laughs) angles to them. (laughs) He's going to be talking about clum babies before it's all said and done. (laughs) Uh, Hey, no jokes aside, this thing will knock you on your ass if you're not careful. Uh, Excellent. It's an excellent drink. I recommend it. Try it at least once. So what Put does it taste your man like? Card and try to drink. Give your kid glow cube. <laughs> there it is. Drink it a month. You get, if you end up drinking this and you order one, please take a picture of it. Post it on our site. I would love to see your glow cube drink. Uh, for for those on the uh, on the facebook.com slash group slash three sheets uh, group page, Mikey will be posting the recipe uh, in his own special way. And we'd love to see if you make them at home, if you've got your glow cubes or clubes, whatever you want, to uh, to take a photo and uh, show us show us your uh, blue glow teeny. I uh, hear it's really popular with the ladies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, this is a good take. We like it. Uh, if you're too cheap to go and, and dig up your own, you know, glow in the dark. Uh ice cube just head up to the dollar store and get some of them little cracking shakers and throw that in your martini that'll glow right there you go that can work too just don't don't bite into it leave it to mike (laughs) to bring arkansas to a martini hey mikey is nothing if not ingenuitive where 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 (laughs) 
My little town's He's excited. He's a ginger MacGyver. We got a Dollar yeah. Tree getting built right now. We don't know what to do with ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking driving down the My- highway, we look over, we're like, we can't wait till it's finished so I can go get a $1 soda for a dollar. <laughs> so speaking of drinks, uh, what are you guys drinking tonight? Tim, what do you got in your glass? Makers. Makers neat? Neat. Mikey, what are you drinking? I've actually got some red wine this evening. Whoa. Got, I know. I've got a sledgehammer forged red. Nice. Nice. Adam, what are you drinking? Gin and tonic. Gin and tonic for me. I like them. <laughs> it's, Colonel, it's Colonel Critchlow Suchbench's favorite. Jason, what are you drinking? I went with Bull Falls again. My nut brown ale. Nice. Uh, because, and you know, people are going to get tired of hearing about my Cardinals, but uh, because it's opening night for the Cardinals, uh, I'm going with a Schlafly's Coffee Stout. If you haven't had this, I recommend it. It tastes like iced coffee. It tastes like cold coffee. It is so good. It is one of my favorite beers. You know, recently I've heard a couple mm. people mention that about that drink. It it smells and tastes like, you can taste the coffee in it. It's awesome. Cold All right, coffee. so um, no. what's that? I said cold coffee. No. You know what? I I wasn't a fan until I tried it, and that's not bad. Yeah, I can do iced coffee once in a while. Okay, now that nah, there's a difference between iced coffee and a cold coffee. That's a good point. Very good point. <laughs> well, yes, this would be like drinking iced coffee. So for our feature topic tonight, we're gonna we're gonna go back to the drawing board and we're gonna play armchair imagineer. So let's let Tim tell you how he's gonna do it. Alright, so this week we're going back to armchair imagineers, but instead of reimagining an existing attraction, we're gonna go with an intellectual property that is underrepresented or not represented at all in any of the parks. And I think this week we're gonna go with planes. Now, the rules are you can replace an existing attraction, build a whole new one, and you have to say where you would put it, what kind of attraction it would be, and give a brief synopsis of the storyline for your ride. How brief? Who who wants to go first? I will, if that's all right, because mine is short and sweet. Um, I went over back to Epcot, and I went back into the Land Pavilion, and I want to pull that Circle of Life shit right out of there. Okay, now hear me out, Adam. I see you're like, you're like, where are you going with this? Hear me out, Jason. I don't think you're gonna get any. I th- I don't think you're gonna get any complaints here. No, I not on. So. I just I can't figure what you put in that space because it's tiny. It's not that big. Yeah, this is a movie theater. Well, it is tiny, and and that's, that's why I'm really small on this. Um, I I would hope, you know, in my mind, I would like to bust out a little bit of of uh, open up something somehow somewhere. But hear me out, and and this is where I want to go with it is I would like to go back to the planes to the uh, fire rescue. And, um, you know, speaking of planes, I just looked on my shelf here. I forgot I had this. Look at this. I even got a prop for the uh, for the show. Oh, oh it's, pon- it's pontoon dusty. Um, so it's actually fire rescue, actually. Yeah, you're right. It is pontoon dusty. I have all of the planes. Ethan the, uh, that movie. movie. It is an, it's an awesome movie. So anyway, so how I'm going to piece this shit all together. So I'm going to go back and we're going to pull that circle of life out. And I want to go to the theme of conservation. And I want to touch upon um, and, and make it a learning experience. And, and the reason I, I say that is because that space is just for a filler. That's a filler space for someone that's going to ride sore and someone that's going to be eating at... Um, uh, any of the restaurants there. And I just want to touch base on um, fire, forest fires, uh, how detrimental they are, um, and turn it into a learning pavilion so somebody with a family can walk in and walk out. I would like, I don't think the space is going to uh, allow me to, I mean, if I'm imagining and with no money, I would like to make it into a small 360 movie. Um, but, of course, the space probably isn't going to allow that. However, I do want to keep it in a movie format to stay with the tradition of uh, Soren and um, nothing fancy, but just a filler, a cool down spot. And we're going to incorporate planes, 
the, the cars world, and we're going to touch on forest fires and prevention. And I'm not talking Smokey Bear-ish, but something where everybody plays a part in doing their part to um, make sure our stuff doesn't catch on fire and burn the fuck down, man. And that's, you know, that's as you know, far as I'm going to go with it. In that, in Planes Fire and Rescue 2, as, or Planes Fire and Rescue, as they go through the park, there's a sign, and I want to say it was like a John Deere-style tractor, or there's some sort of like character, a car, uh, like a, a vehicle type character that, uh, that they used. Uh, I think you could bring him in there and actually make that a, a speaking role for someone. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, we could get pretty elaborate with that, but you know, I wanted to keep it simple. I wanted to keep it sweet. I wanted it to, to be a nice cool down uh, slash uh, filler for somebody waiting for Soren, or like I said, somebody waiting to eat and look, we got time. Let's go sit and watch this. And I want the questions afterwards, dad, do forest fires really destroy that much land? Are forest fires really that dangerous? Well, ask, ask, those people in California. <laughs> I mean, yeah, this is important shit here, you know, and I don't think we touch base on as, as a, a society, I don't think we really understand the magnitude of, of how dangerous these really are and how much of a role we can play in preventing them. So that's, that's where I'm going with that. I think that's, I think that's awesome. I would, I would like to see that. Um, and it was scorchy, scorchy, the, uh, the tractor. Yeah. Well, I'd watch that. That'd be fun. And, and, and by God, it would be better than uh, the Circle of Life. I love the Planes yeah. franchise. I could. I do too. I, I love it. I, I mean, if they came out with their own weekly half an hour, I would probably watch that. I'm just being honest. There, there. You know, the franchise is a well. It was a well thought out movie, well thought out plan, just badly cast. That's really about it. Yeah. yeah. Disney has a heard should I say Pixar? I'll just say ultimately Disney has a habit of doing that lately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In my opinion. All right, so that that sounds good. I would I would definitely go see that. I would like to I would like to see that uh, that put in there because you're right. If you're talking about land and education and edutainment, I think that would be great for for people to learn about forest fires because uh, having family in California and having a uh, an uncle who is a uh, a wildlife or a, a you know wildfire firefighter out in California it's something that people don't think about and people don't care about until they're uh, until fires are on their doorstep all right Mikey your turn let's see what you got okay well um, you know Jason was very uh, to the point with his and unfortunately I'm a little bit more elaborate of a dreamer I'm also uh, I forgot one of the rules in that you gotta have a place um, within a park to put it so mine's gonna be a little bit more extensive than the others because I don't have anything in mind to replace uh, with it um but uh, a lot like Jason I, I opted for the, uh, the the world I guess uh, uh, from planes to just because, it, I mean, that whole Piston Peak uh, National Park back, backdrop is, is it's just beautiful and it really allows for some um, uh, real attractive set pieces. And I've opted, instead of something more edutainment, I, I opted for an actual ride attraction. And um, I actually have a little bit of um, inspiration of this. When I was talking to my wife about what the uh, show topic was, she mentioned, oh, so you can do one like Peter Pan. And I was like, okay, yeah, like the boats are suspended and it takes you through so you see the world below you like you would from a plane. So that's kind of the, uh, the, the idea behind what I've got going on. Um, what what I, I call it planes, storm warning, and basically you've got Dusty still at the, uh, the airfield there in Piston Peak, um, and his, his uncle uh comes by uh to visit he's actually a uh, uh modeled after a towel ta3 twin engine amphibious plane that has engines mounted above the wing and the wing is above the cockpit so having the engines mounted above really allows for a uh, a suspended track style you know uh ride vehicle um which would allow the plane to actually simulate banking and turns as as you travel through the, the different vignettes and stuff like that and ultimately the story takes place around how his uncle is a uh, like a, a a very decorated war veteran f- 
from, you know, not necessarily World War III because you don't know about wars that take place within the world of, you know, cars and planes, but um, he's, he's a decorated war veteran that Dusty looks up to, but he's kind of displaced because he's been out for so long and he doesn't really have anybody that he can, you know, go back to. He just kind of travels around and, you know, that, that comes to light toward the end of it. Um, but ultimately, they get to fly around and um, you see them, you know, going over the airfield. And I'm skipping a lot of this stuff right now because I, I really made this elaborate. But ultimately, uh, the, the hook is they get caught up in an electrical storm. And his uncle Mitch, Mitch Packard is the plane's name. Because, you know, I went really in-depth with this shit. Um, <laughs> well, the, the TA-3 had engines manufactured by the Packard automobile industry. And it was made in, Mich- in Michigan. So, Mitch Packard. Anyway. I, uh, I've got them in an electrical storm, which um, during that storm, you kind of have, and this might be a little too dark for kids, but the way I saw it was um, he kind of had flashbacks with the, uh, with the thunder and the lightning and stuff, and it was almost, you know, kind of like a PTSD kind of situation where he couldn't focus and couldn't f- get up high enough to get out of the storm. And ultimately, he kind of froze up, you know, like Maverick and Top Gun, and um, his engines quit, and they end up having to land down in a creek. And I, all this can, te- you know, happens since he's hanging off that, uh, off that, you know, coaster track. And um, as you're going through the creek, you've got, you know, fire that gets set because of the the lightning, which allows for a little fun little thing where um, Dusty can fly over and drop uh, drop some water on you to put the fire out. And nice. Yeah, you know, I was trying to, you know, you may get wet. Um, but, you know, the end of the creek or the end of the river has a waterfall, and ultimately you don't get your engine started until you go over the falls. And, you know, because it's a suspended coaster, you can kind of drop off the edge and go down about 10 or 12 feet for a mild thrill or something like that. Engines kick on. He comes back up out of the, out of the danger, and they fly away. I don't know. It was in, in my mind. It was really touchy feely, heartwarming, connecting with his old family. It brings in a new character. It allows for more marketing on the back end of it. Um, in my long form show notes, hell, I've even got uh, a uh, a camper that's stranded in the fire, which ends up, you know, at the end of it, you realize he's he's hanging off of Windlifter, the helicopter who got called in to rescue him, and it ends up being Mater, and he's like, "Hoo wee! I do love these helicopters." You know, as he flies around in front of you, you know. Um, but, yeah, I went, I went really in-depth, but I went for, like, a coaster kind of thing uh, with, with, my, with my attraction. And I, would, I would put it, um, if it would be possible, probably a, just, just wipe out Stitch's Great Escape. And um, see if I can't build there, maybe. I don't know. What if you could add on to over by Rock and Roller Coaster? Because you could basically make this into a giant show building like that. Yeah. And do your roller coaster inside. Very similar to that. And have this as kind of like, not so fast moving as Rock and Roller Coaster, but maybe like a 30, 35 mile an hour roller coaster. Somewhere where you can still see the scenery as you go by. You know, not, not something too fast. Well, I mean, what I had in mind was like much slower, like almost okay. like this- a chalk ride slow. Yeah, yeah, basically like a dark ride. Almost, I would say that this a similar pace to uh, the the Maelstrom or Frozen or whatever like that. That'd be good. Um, I was feeling Small World meets Dark that's Ride. That's kind of what I got from that too. That sounds good. I mean, I I had originally um, I had a lot more that I wanted to do with it. <laughs> you know, since money was was no object. Um, yeah, money's no object. You, you you've got you've got Bob Iger's personal checkbook. I mean, I I pretty much wrote a short story <laughs> in my notes <laughs> for this entire thing. I've got dialogue and I've got all this stuff. Freaking, I've got the smoke jumpers, animatronics that you see, you know, as you're as you're on the river. You know, it, I want I want someone to build this so I can go ride it, just so I can get stuck in the clouds. And I, I think the fact that it, it goes back to uh, that, you know, this uh, relative of his was a. Um, you know, someone who served, but but is is struggling with his own, you know, situations with the 
with the flashbacks and stuff like that, it, it, it kind of takes it and gives it a bit more of a serious kind of thing that, you know, maybe some, some parents and certainly veterans might be able to identify with. I like that. I, I like, I it. would love to ride this. Yeah. I definitely great. do that. So that's planes storm warning 2023. Now would that, would that take place inside piston peak? Yeah. Yeah. The whole thing takes place uh, starting at the airfield in, uh, in, in the Piston Peak National Park, you know, because once they once they take off, you know, I, I, I blew through this um, when I was explaining it. But, um, you know, you, you will actually enter the ride vehicle, which is um, a scaled replica of the TA3 or Mitch. Um, and, you know, you'll actually taxi out. And as you're taxiing, Dusty is introducing you to all of his friends from the from the airfield and talking about what a great, you know, brave war hero you are. And this is my uncle Mitch and this and that. So you actually get to either see as an animatronic or one of those uh, LCD screen, you know, type things that are all the rage right now with a lot of the rides uh, of the characters off in hangars and stuff like that waving to you. Nice. You know. Yeah, and at the end of it, you come back and you land right there on the landing, you know, strip. So you go, you, you take off, you come back. It's just a circle of uh, life. That's Sorry, awesome Jason. because that nice. that, uh, that that <laughs> scene where um, that that scene where where Dusty's flying into Piston Peak National Park and he he flies alongside Muir the uh, the train, which is a, a great nod to uh, to uh, our national parks founder. Uh, I, I think there's no better scene in that movie than when he's flying into Piston Peak. It's so gorgeous. It's perfectly animated. The song that they, they wrote for that is, it just gets that sense of, it gets that, it hits you in the feels that there's a natural beauty in our world and, and, and Dusty kind of sees what, you know, sees all of it and you see the great animation. It's, it's a, it's a wonderful scene. And I think if you could translate that into a ride would be, would be awesome. Great job, Mikey. Great job. I yeah, like it. awesome I job. I think I oh, went a little like long-winded, it. but no, you know what? No children got burned. Although I did have to incorporate fire into it. Yeah, you got yeah, fire. I, I, we all noticed <laughs> that. <laughs> but, you know, what, during my research for this, there is a, a technology called faux fire, which is a, a, a fire projected on blasts of steam. Freaking looks phenomenal. Uh, Drink. And it could, you know, that's. When, when, when I say that I had this whole thing planned out, guys, I was damn near on uh, AutoCAD. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Adam, what do you have? All right, so where I'm thinking is because they're doing that whole expansion at Hollywood Studios, that's where my attraction would go. It's Pixar. I mean, granted, it's not a Pixar property, but it was supposed to be at one point, and it wasn't. I am sticking with the um, second movie because it's the one I remember better. I remember it. Just enjoying it more. I don't Let, remember the get, first movie at all. Let's get one all. thing out here. The second movie is way better. Yes, absolutely. It I feels mean, like an actual movie. The first yeah. one just kind of feels like it was something that came on, you know, like a, a made-for-TV kind of thing. It just, yeah. I don't know. My, my opinion on it was they said, hey, you know, cars made a lot of money. Let's use mm-hmm. the same concept but with planes that's and exactly then, what it was you know i expect eventually we'll have one called boats 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 <laughs> you know trains trains <laughs> next is trains Bikes. okay adam what are you putting right. into hollywood studios all right so i came up with this idea i mean it's the only um i'm sorry wow my brain just shut down it's the only theme park right now in disney that does not have any kind of water flume ride or water ride so I'm thinking of creating something called Piston Peak Training School, and I'm going to make it a water flume ride. Nice. And what I'm going to have is a queue line that you walk through Piston Peak Natural Park to the airfield, which is going to be the loading area. You have flume. The flume cars are actually shaped sort of like a plane, like not exactly because it's not going to work, but close enough that you get the idea that it's supposed to be a plane. And Blade actually puts you through the paces a little bit with little dips and splashes, showing you how to actually load up the water tanks like they do in the movie. Um, you have a rough landing, and same thing, like, I can't remember the name of the lead character. Ah, Which one? I'm sorry. The main character. 
Dusty, 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 Dusty so Crop sort of like how Dusty does in the movie, when he kind of crash lands the first time he does it. Well, you know, mm-hmm. you're not the best at this first time trying it, so you're gonna crash. You're gonna go through the rapids, and you're gonna get towed up the hill, the next like load hill by Blade, and you'll pass nice. the elderly campers Harvey and Winnie, and when you get <laughs> to the them. top, you're gonna have a small little like lightning scene. Mm-hmm. And now it's your turn to actually put out the fire. So you're going to go down the big drop. Water cannon's going to pop out. And you're going to actually get to shoot at the fire with some water cannons. My father fought fires like his father before him. I'm from a long line of those who go on. Yeah, I can still remember. That sounds that fun. Siren that, sounds so like, that sounds like a lot of fun. Out the door and flying right to the scene. Because you don't have like an interactive element with a lot of a lot of the mm-hmm. rides at Disney, and to have people use the fire cannons and and put out the fires, that's pretty that's pretty awesome. Thank you. That's my idea on that. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. I like that. So far, I'd write all of these. Yeah. yeah so far, you much. know what? We can make a fifth gate out of this movie alone. <laughs> that's not that far. <laughs> all right, Scott. What do you got? Well. Uh, since since everyone did a rides and and we're in, now that we're going f- with a fifth gate, we need we need somewhere to eat. So I decided to make a restaurant. And again, we're going with Planes Two because it's the better movie. I've seen both movies about five hundred times. Ethan loves the Plane series, but we're gonna we're gonna make honkers. In in Planes Two, there's a scene where Dusty's down on his luck. He caused the fire that shut down the airport. And he's getting drunk at Honkers with his buddies, and uh, and so I thought, let's bring Honkers to real life. So let's make the bar. We're gonna have uh, we're gonna have aviation themed cocktails. And Mikey, you know we're having the aviation. <laughs> Damn right, Tammy's moving. Tammy's moving over to over to Honkers. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe She's, we change uh, the name of that. No, no, because that's the name of the bar. We're, yeah, we're going with Honkers. And you know what? If you go with, with Piston or Peaks, it doesn't get any better. Yeah, there's no good that can come <laughs> of this. <laughs> so, so we're going. We're gonna. We're gonna make Honkers. Uh, we have a. We have a. I came up with a few drinks. Uh, we're gonna have the Mile High Mule, which is basically gonna be a standard mule. Uh, but we're gonna. We're gonna feature Colorado. Uh, uh, we're gonna feature a Colorado uh, vodka there. Uh, so it's kind of got that that uh, Mile High and. You know the the plain uh, plain theme. Uh, the other drink we're gonna have is called the Wheels Up. This is a uh, you know any kind of whiskey, and then you're gonna use uh, Aperol, which is an Italian uh, orange bitter um, bitter liqueur, uh, lemon juice, and tangerine peel. You serve that up obviously because you know Wheels Up. Uh, the aviation is definitely gonna happen. A spruce goose is uh, which is gin, honey syrup, lime juice, and angost- uh, angostura bitters. Uh, and then, Jason, you'll like this part. Where I'm going to partner with American Sky Brewery over there in Hudson, Wisconsin, and uh, they're going to have all their all of their uh, beers are themed to planes uh, or World War II style um, aircraft. So you're going to have the Tail Gunner Blondale, the Bomber Twin IPA, uh, single engine Cecil Specialties that they make, but also they're going to make. We're going to partner with them to make our make a uh, German style lager called the crew wiser which is what they serve uh which is what they serve to uh to the 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 planes people at the bar and in, in honkers so i think that would be really cool to feature uh planes themed or aviation themed uh drinks the food's going to be burgers smokehouse uh, you know american smokehouse style so we're gonna have like pulled pork sandwiches uh smoked barbecue ribs smoked brisket um I, I think it would be good to tie all of these in together. And so if Mikey and Adam are going to build their uh, their stuff at Hollywood Studios, we're going to put this inside there, and we're going to have a little planes-themed uh, planes land. You can't say land because they're planes. <laughs> planes-themed area. <laughs> so that's that's the what I would do. I, I, skyway. Yeah. I, I, I want to I put a bar... I want to put honkers in. Uh, I think it'd be fun. Sounds good. That sounds good. So, Tim, what do you... I'm actually surprised that none of you... I thought for sure we would have more than one of my idea. Because it's... I mean, maybe it's because it's too obvious nobody decided to go this route. But I'm going to replace Rock and Roller Coaster. 
Ooh. See, now we are creating a planes planes area. In Hollywood yeah. Studios. In Hollywood Studios. <laughs> In Hollywood Studios. It's just gonna be Pixar land. I mean the whole it's gonna be just well, I mean planes isn't a Pixar movie, but it's based off of cars, which is a Pixar movie. Anyway, the queue is gonna be you it's gonna be kind of a prequel to the first planes. You're gonna walk through and you're gonna see vignettes and pictures of Dusty in the early years. Like before he became a, a crop duster when he was like a young plane or a kid or whatever you want to call it. And then the ride and, and it's ultimately gonna it's gonna lead you up to his racing career. And then the ride is gonna take you through one of his races. And I think they can use the same technology that they do when they do the overlays of Space Mountain in Disneyland. Where you have the projections I don't know if ever, you guys have ever ridden Dis, uh, Space Mountain when they do the Ghost Galaxy or yeah. what's the, um, the Star Wars one? The hyperspace, uh, hyperspace. Hyperspace, hyperspace Mountain. Mountain. Where they can, they can use overlay like the the planes, you know, his competition flying next to him. And at the end, Dusty wins. Nice. So it's going to be I kind like of like an air race kind of thing. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. That sounds awesome. You could just... You know, I had, yeah, you I had thought about doing that, but I, I, I thought... Oh, someone's gonna do the air race or do the Red Bulldozer race. I almost changed it because I thought for sure one of you guys were gonna have it. I almost last minute changed it. So you know what? I'm gonna stick with it. My I'm other my other it. idea was going to be a, a ride based on that Kuka Arm technology, where it's gonna be basically like a virtual reality kind of thing, where you would race through the right. do do like an air race, uh, kind of like Dusty's qualifier or the races that he does at the start of Planes Two at the end of. Uh, and the Planes one where he's doing like the red bulldozer race. I thought that would, you know, I figured someone was going to do something like that. But uh, I figured I you were going to have some type of a musical composed by Lin Manuel Miranda. <laughs> <laughs> Planes the musical. We could, all you know rap, what? All if, the if, time. We're, if we're doing a land, we probably no, should rap. have some sort of entertainment. So. No. I, you know, maybe we oh, should. Geez. Maybe we should have Mike, a, had to get him started. a Broadway well, you know. style stage show. <laughs> and uh, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna call up no. Lynn. Uh, Lynn's a no. good buddy of mine. He's gonna no. come in and do the uh, do the do the Broadway style musical. The nonstop we'll have, crop hopping have, beats. We can, we can have uh, we can have people in unitards with with those like planes costumes. I'll get my planes cousin. Puppets. He's a unitard. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't. Yeah, you know, those those Kuka arm things. They they still have. I mean, I don't know if they still have them around because they used to have them in um, some of all fears at uh, yeah. Intervention. Yeah, some yeah. of all fears. Yeah. Some of all thrills. Some of all thrills. That's right. Some of all thrills. I still have that video on my phone that we, last time we did it. I've never done that. I've never never stood in line for the some of all thrills. Oh, it's or so, the it's or so the one at uh, Disney Quest. Oh, the one at Disney Quest. The one at we, Disney we thought, Quest was was a, it, We it, thought we were building this wild roller coaster and, and it it grades you on a zero to five. Zero being boring and five being outrageous. And we built this thing, it had loops, it had twists and barrel rolls and turns, and it graded us at like a one. Yeah. <laughs> it gets better, it gets better. The the booth next to us was two little girls, they might have been eleven, twelve years old. They built their coaster and they got a five. <laughs> and all I'm thinking to myself is if I got on that thing, I am going to throw up everywhere. <laughs> yeah. I mean I think there's I think there's a ton that they could do based on, on the Planes franchise. Um unfortunately I think all of our ideas are never gonna come to fruition at Disney no. World. No. You know, you know I think Scott's Planes got Planes is unloved in the Disney family for some reason. It yeah. wasn't successful. At the end of the day, the first movie, if the first, if the second movie came out first, you would have had a different story. Yep. And I honestly I, feel that way. If they actually I, put I, that second movie out first, you would have had a hit. If but they put that first movie out, which was bad. There's no, yeah. it's not a good movie. I'm sorry. No, and by the t once you have a bad first, you're not going to go and see the second most of the time. No, I want to say. I, I was looking, and I want to say that um, they both Planes movies had the same budget of like fifty million, mm -hmm. and I think the first one pulled in like two hundred and twenty-five million, but the second one only got like a hundred and fifty-three million dollars. Yeah, I mean it just barely doubled its money, and and that's probably why you don't see a whole lot else happen with it because the best movie uh, 
got passed up on by a lot of people because the first one just wasn't up to the the standards you would expect from a Disney. You know, I don't want like like we're all no one wants to say Pixar, but uh, no, it was originally a Pixar. The first movie was originally supposed to be slated for Pixar, but Pixar did not like the production value of it and did not like it was coming out and actually pulled their name off of it. And Disney Tunes actually ended up producing yep. it. I mean, it's kind of, it, you know, it's a, it's a John Lasseter story. It's it's got the feel of Pixar. Um, it's got a. I mean, the the first movie had quite a cast. I mean, Val Kilmer and Anthony Edwards cameo as as the two fighter jets, Bravo and Echo. Oh yeah, awesome! Because if you're a Top Gun fan, and I am, the helmets that they wore very very yeah. similar to the helmets that that Goose and uh, Iceman wore in the, in in the film. But it's just not memorable. No, no, it's not. At all. I mean, I, I watched it, and I don't remember it. I know I've seen it, but it doesn't st- – like, every Pixar movie, whether I liked it or not, I remember. And, every and I single, think – Almost every Disney movie I watch, there were parts that I remember. I cannot remember a damn thing about Planes 1. It never you know made what? you cry. No. There was it, nothing there in was it no, to make you cry. You there. didn't – you never had no, uh, any type of emotional investment no. in the storyline, whereas in the second one, not, you know, you, you you absolutely felt something because the natural mm-hmm. world around them was at threat because yeah, I mean, of that, pompous uh, assholes wanting to fly in low and causing the embers to blow around. You know, well, you also have Trump. There, there's more of a plot besides a race. There, and they already went to that well with cars, so there was more of a plot point. Then that big race, and he has to win the race again. No, they, they, he had a go. There was a, a decent enough reason for him to actually go and become a firefighter as punishment, sort of, because yeah. they needed they their current air force. I want to say wasn't up to par with their fighter fighting skills. So yeah, Mayday, had Mayday wasn't Mayday wasn't they, up to code, so they shut the right. airport down. Exactly. So in order for them to have that airport, he had to go there. But, again, I remember more of this story than I ever do of Planes 1. Yeah. And that's the thing is there's there's some really good, really good Easter eggs, really good cameos. Um, there's a, you know, funny story. We were watching Planes 2, and, you know, we've seen it uh, hundreds of times. And we're watching it, and there's a scene where Dusty and Mayday are talking, and they're going over, like, Mayday's uh, old, old accolades. There's a picture of Mayday and Sarge from play, from Cars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Ethan Ethan's you know watching this on the on the TV, and he goes, "There's Sarge," and I was like, "What?" I had to rewind it a couple times and, and look at this tiny little photograph. There's a photograph on the wall of, of Sarge and uh, Mayday sitting next to each other. It's pretty cool. They've got some great stuff in the films. Just you know, bad casting. Uh, I think Dane Cook is not a funny guy. Generally, no. He's the, I, f- he's the, the frat boy. Funny wasn't there. The plane. No, one, the, the first story, story was wasn't terrible. There. First story uh, was terrible. Again, you can't base a series of movies when your first one is awful. Yeah, it's it, there's going to be no audience for the second one. And like Mikey said, this felt like a direct to DVD release oh, without a doubt. because yeah. it was it was supposed to be, and then they decided, well, let's throw it in theaters and see how it does. Because they needed a movie for that month. Yeah, probably. I mean, something look, was running behind, if I remember correctly, and they didn't have something coming out in that slot. It did. It did well in theaters, but then you know when you when you screw it over so bad and and it doesn't do well, you know it doesn't do well critically. Then all you're going to get is shit for the next film. Which is exactly what happened. I know. And sadly, they rushed. Uh, they rushed the the story out for Planes, Fire, and Rescue. They rushed the production of it, and it just it didn't do very well. It, it, there was no chance for it. No, I'm, there's no way. Like I said, if that movie was first, even with the production values, even with the uneven acting, it still would have done better. Did better than Planes One ever did in that slot. I mean, it still made 150 million dollars, but it seems like it should have done better. Like it was a yeah. far better film. You know, yeah, critically, but, but that's a flop for Disney. You have to realize that. Oh, I know. That's well, not... it's it's not Mars needs moms. <laughs> <laughs> True, but I mean, but, that, but that's a flop for Disney. That's yeah. not money. 
I mean, so planes one was flops. not cars two, or John Carter. Yeah, I, I like John Carter. I like John Carter, and I like the Lone Ranger too. But that was considered a flop. So yeah, I think John Carter came out a little too early. If it yep. came out like in the in the last two or three years, it would have been a lot uh, better received. Well, that and the promotion was very uneven for it. Nobody knew what it was about. And when you yeah. look, when you when I did some research on it just to figure out, I mean, these books are what I think early fifties that these books originally came out in. I mean, they're on public domain on the iPad. I tried reading them, and it just I couldn't get into it because sci-fi has progressed so much further than what that story was about. But I mean, they were flops. Oh, absolutely. I mean, when it only makes its money back just in North America alone. I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a bad, that's a bad release. Well, the other thing with John Carter is was actually supposed to be a series of movies originally. It wasn't Mm -hmm. just supposed to be the one show. There are a series of books that are attached to it, but it just, it just wasn't good enough. Yeah. And I honestly, uh, if they, if planes two wasn't, I think already in some sort of form production, we wouldn't have it after the performance of planes one. No, because they came out within a year of each other. So actually like nine months. Mm -hmm. So you're right. We wouldn't have it. We wouldn't have planes too if it wasn't wasn't Mm pre-production. You know, I I don't know why we're we're even bothering fucking building rides for this thing. It was such a flop. But the the thing is the the story, the, the potential to be there is great. I mean, it's got great potential if... If Disney just cared for this a little bit. Like so if did they, Tomorrowland. You know, I know, I know. I mean, you can look at potential all day long. It doesn't equate to numbers, unfortunately, and Disney is a business. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I, I just think that the, the Planes franchise has such potential to be a good franchise. Like, like you know, we've talked about it. If this was If they had a weekly series about this show... Where you could follow along Dusty throughout his adventures, doing different things, flying. I think this could be a good, you know, good thing. But yeah, you know, when when planes two bombed because planes one was awful, uh, yeah, kind of it kind of spelled the uh, the funeral march for for planes. I was actually, yeah, I was actually surprised that we got all five very different, different ideas. Yeah. I thought for sure we were going to get some double doubles and duplicates. I agree. Um, and they all sound like great ideas that Disney would just put their attention towards this franchise. I mean, give it some love and we could probably get something done with this. And yeah, give us your ideas. Comment in the group. Say what you would do for car for planes, whether it be a ride or a movie or a restaurant. Give us some ideas. A musical. <laughs> Scotty's got uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda on speed dial. So I do. I'll let's, give him a call. Let's hook it up. We'll give him a call. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure call. he can do some sort of like, you know, spoken some spoken lyric kind rap. of thing with this. Oh joy! Uh, so a little piece of news that has come. It's kind of been churning through the rumor mill, uh, in and out, and and what Disney wants to do to security around the Magic Kingdom, uh, because if anyone's been there in the last year, it tends to bottleneck and tends to crowd the security check-in because now everyone has to go through the metal de- metal detectors there. And it's kind of become a real eyesore for the Magic Kingdom. So what Disney has decided to do is that visitors to the Magic Kingdom will now go through metal detectors and get their bags checked at the transportation and ticket center uh, when you arrive. So this is a really good thing for the TTC because it's going to, it's going to, one, streamline the check-in for almost every visitor at Disney World. Uh, for the resorts around the Magic Kingdom, for the monorail resorts, you're going to have metal detectors at the Grand, at the Contemporary, Grand Floridian, and Polynesian Resorts monorail stations. So those will have a pre-check-in. So you can basically, if you're staying at those magic at the monorail resorts, you will pre-security check. And walk right into the park, and I cannot, I cannot speak highly enough of this, because that is a benefit to staying at the at those resorts. Oh, without a doubt, there's no doubt in my mind. 
I mean, it, it's just going to make getting into the park that much smoother, in my opinion. Yeah. Now, the, all, the only thing the... I don't quite understand, to be mm-hmm. honest with you, is, I mean, I think I want to say back in the day, you actually had you to show a park ticket or something to get on the monorail at the resorts. And this is we're going back, so I'm not sure if I'm remembering this correctly or not. But I wonder if they're going to actually put a entryway at those resorts or maybe start putting it there. I don't know if you can. I don't know if they would because you're still going to have to go through the turnstiles at the Magic Kingdom. Uh, Hmm. I don't don't think they'll they'll basically pre-check you in so you can just walk right into the park. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, if you're checking your security there, you will... You'll save yourself probably a good 25 minutes of, of waiting in line at that bag check. I mean, the other thing that I worry about is people who use the monorail, when I think about it a little bit more, people who use the monorail that are not necessarily going to the park. Let's say you're going for a dining reservation and you're staying at the Contemporary and you're going to the Grand Floridian. And then you're going to the park. So, all right, that's bag check at Contemporary. You mm-hmm. get off at Grand Flow, you eat your breakfast, and now you're going through bag check again just to get on the monorail. Yeah, that's going to be it. That's going to that's gonna suck ass. Yeah. Well, that was a question that Mikey posted in the group before. Like, what would happen if, say, you're going to uh, a reservation at the Poly and you want to go to the Grand Floridian or the Contemporary or something? Yeah, you're going ha- to have to go through bag check twice. Mm-hmm. Say, say, say you're staying at the Poly and you have no intention of going to the Magic Kingdom that day. That you're going for breakfast at the Grand Flow Cafe. You're going to have to go through bag check to get on the monorail. And then if you want to go back to your resort, you're going to have to get on bag check again. Well, the only thing I wouldn't use Poly as a... Because Poly, you can actually walk to the Grand Floridian. Well, you can. You can. But I mean, I'm saying it, if you were going to take the monorail. So let's um, say I'm at, I'm at Chef Mickey's with my kids and they're being heathens and assholes, and I decide I want to bail and roll over to the poly to get my lapu-lapu-lapu on. I'm going to have to go to bag check a couple, three times, and at least one of those times, they're going to have to actually hold me up while they check my bags. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, I, I'm, in, I'm a fan of the idea. I'm a fan of this because if you're staying at those resorts, it's going to make your bag check your security check at the magic kingdom so much better and you know if you're not you know for for us that don't really stay and i've never stayed on the monorail loop but for those of us staying peasant it, well <laughs> staying at the boardwalk the guy like me staying at the boardwalk my bag check is also going to be a lot lighter because i don't have fifty thousand people from the ttc or from the monorail resort loop checking bags at the at the walk-up well, you're, I mean, which I can see that, that that being a plus, but my thing, my concern with this thing is, I think it's going to ruin the atmosphere of staying at those hotels, unless they theme the metal detectors to the you know appropriate ho- style of the hotel. I, I think it's just going to ruin the effect of your staying someplace. You know, Tim wants to make sure. Than, Tim wants to make see, sure his poly but, his poly but, metal detector is made out of bamboo. Yeah, but I no, I, they want I want them to be tiki statues. But <laughs> at the end of the day. The monorail doesn't fit the style of the oh. of the poly, and the monorail doesn't point, sit there for right. But it doesn't fit necessarily fit the style of the hotel when you think about it. And that monorail station's outside of the hotel. There's nothing saying that it's going to be in it. Each monorail station, the station is itself the is themed, but right. you have this really super modern thing driving through a pretty much wooden shack. I mean, no. <laughs> Jason, your home base is the Poly. You've gone to the Magic Kingdom in the morning, right? That that monorail station's not that big. Where do you think they put that security checkpoint? Do they put it right outside those sliding doors on the second level? Do they put it inside the the building on the second level? No, they. I mean, they would stick it. In, in my guess would be they would stick it halfway through the the ramp there. You're going to have to have some yeah. overflow area without keeping the doors open for inclement weather. I mean, I know it's look, they're going to not going to want those sliding doors open 24/7. And I just think I just think for these stations that the 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 ramp between the monorail station and the resort itself is not that long, it's not that big. If you get a busy time of day, say the morning, 
it's going to get backed up. Monorail's going to come through. Probably fit a hundred people in there. It's not. I mean, I mean, the way I look at it, also, and um, California Adventure has their separate entrance mm-hmm. for people staying on property. There's a bag check area there too, and and it's about as small as the and ramp it's, to the it, monorail. It, it's smaller than the ramp to the monorail, and they pound through it. So, I mean. I don't see it being that. I don't see the traffic issue being that much of an issue. I mean, because gotta, everybody lines up there, yeah. and you had, and it's not just one resort going to that. It's actually three resorts all going to that. Because if you stay anywhere on Disney property, you can use that yeah. entrance. Right. I mean, so. I mean, it should be it should be fine. I I, th- I honestly think it'll be good for everybody. The TTC people, the. Uh, monorail or the monorail resort people won't have to go through bag check at the at the front entrance, which means the buses will get to do use that bag check, and it'll it'll just be smoother. I really think it'll be well, a lot the, smoother. They're moving the bag check from the buses over to the bus stops. Right, but every, what I'm saying is those those bag checks are crowded because everybody has to right. go through everybody one goes section. Through, yeah. Now you've got you spread it out at my yeah. Now you've got five different locations for everybody to go through a bag check. It's going to be a lot smoother. It's going to be a lot quicker. I mean, you also have to realize that Disney World wasn't built to have this. No. No. It wasn't planned. So they're no. doing the best they can with what they got. They're going to test it out. If it doesn't work, we'll see it move again is my guess. But I think this is going to be better. I think it's going to be great for, for the Magic Kingdom. And I think you might see this happen for other parks too where mm. – well, what I'm saying is for Epcot, you could get on the monorail and go over to Epcot – They'll give maybe they'll give you some sort of stamp or something to say you've been checked. I I don't know. I I just think if they could do this for other parks where there's not there's not a clusterfuck of people waiting to get through one bag check, it'd be great. I, I Epcot's bag check is worse than Magic Kingdom. Yeah, it's I agree awful with that. because it's but what I can't five. See it working it's five for security Epcot. officers. Magic Kingdom has like twelve. Yeah, I I can't see that working for Epcot just because of where the monorail is placed. It's 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 an odd angle. Yeah, I, I I just I'm hoping that that they can cut down on the 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 log jam of people at these bag checks because some of them are awful. I most mostly it's the other three resorts. Hollywood Studios isn't so bad. They've got a lot of stalls to have have you go through bag check. Magic Kingdom Magic Kingdom was fine. You have I think like twelve. Like there's like six on each side. But Epcot's is awful. There's there's maybe like five guys total checking bags yeah if that it's terrible yeah it's terrible that always backs up in the mornings yeah but where would you yeah i don't know where they would put it like if you think just think in your mind the the uh, the uh ticketing entrance the uh the turnstiles for epcot there's like 30 of them and there's five bag checks yeah it's horrible oh i don't disagree but i don't know where else you'd put it I don't either. It's such a small area, too. Yeah. It, again, it wasn't built for this. True. It wasn't. This wasn't a thought back when the when this was built. So, I mean, Animal Kingdom is probably the easiest one because you have all that space before you actually get to the park. So, it's yeah, wide, you could wide open. Yeah. So, but I can see Hollywood Studios becoming a nightmare too once Star Wars lands open. Oh, it's gonna be terrible. Yeah, but there's also claim rumors of another gate, so I mean another entryway into that too. So we'll see what happens with that. And for all the uh, the positives that you're you're giving this Scott for uh, folks staying on the the monorail or the resort loop there, mm-hmm. you know there's going to be some soccer mom or some you know hardworking dad out there who's going to throw a fit on as many message boards as they can because. They had to wait in the rain before they could get on the bus or on the monorail or there was too many people or there were a bunch of drunks trying to leave the poly while they were trying to go catch wishes and they had to stand behind them. I mean, you're, you're going to have that. So this, this isn't going to be all rainbows. Of course there is. Everybody bitches about everything. Bi- they bitch. Yeah. They're, you, you, I mean, you're, you're, you can't make it great for everybody. No. There's always going to be that no. fucking one person. Who's gonna shit on your shit in your cornflakes? I'm sorry. There's there's just no way that everybody's gonna be happy with every decision everybody makes. Will it be good for the majority? Probably. 
but we'll wait and see what happens. No, you're right. There's going to be, you know, there's going to be someone that, that bitches and moans about it because they were stuck online at the monorail resort going through bag check. But ultimately, at the end of the day, if you have 15,000 people going through bag check from 9 a.m. to about 11 a.m., one location versus five, you're going to save yourself a hell of a lot more time than standing in that bag check line. I mean, you flash, also have people, to think about when Disney's the, um, lines. But you no, also tr- have to think true. about when the monoware works. That, that because is true. That's, that's another there, there's a good point to that because when we went this last trip in October, we tried to get over to the monorail to um, actually see rope drop. And we couldn't because the monorail wasn't working and the buses were backed up. So, and that, and that goes to the next point. What about what about the people that take the boat from the Grand and the Poly or walk no, over? Probably walk ha- over. Well, the walk over. There is no walk over from Poly or Grand Flow. No, I'm the talking about from Contemporary. Contemporary is going to have their own separate okay. spot. So that's fine. But the, what about the people from the boat? Are they going to have? They're going to probably have to go through their main bag check. I don't know. Or they might do it before they get on the boat. They might. Yeah. I mean, if they're doing it before they get on at the TCC, why wouldn't they do it at the boat? Right. And no words, no word about that has been has been confirmed yet. So maybe they maybe they plan to do that uh, through you know through other stations, or or maybe you just might have to go through normal bag check. Yeah, I don't think normal bad check's going to be there anymore, though, in a few years. Yeah, I don't think so either. Years. Well, we'll know when, by the time this episode drops, we'll know, because it's supposed to start uh, April Monday. Th- yeah, April 3rd. April 3rd. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. So it should be interesting. A lot of lot of new changes coming to Disney security. Uh, they're all for the better. I, I, for one, have no problem going through the bag check, going through, uh, g- going through the, the metal detectors. I think it's a... It's it's a it's a needed addition to the park because, you know, while at the end of the day, it's our you know Disney is our safe place. Disney is our our bubble away from the world. Bad things can still happen at Disney, and you know this is a precaution that just has to happen. And and it's probably it's it's for the better. It really is. And I know everyone's sitting there saying, "Well, I hate the security lines. I hate the I hate the metal detectors. No one's going to do something at Disney. You never know." You just never know, and it's necessary. Well, here's the point. If you hate all this stuff so much, stay home. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, no. um, I, they they have to look out for everybody else. If it bothers you that much, don't go. And I and I am that person. Yeah, too, so no, you're that. right. If, if if it bothers you, stay home. You don't have to go. You don't have to go to Disney. You don't have to go anywhere. But there, if you, There's if, other places you can spend your vacation money yeah. on that you won't have to go through bag check. But if you're flying, you probably will. So there's that, too. Uh, we want to thank you guys for joining us again, uh, as we always do this week. Uh, but we have a couple uh, we have a couple shout outs to give to some Magical Meltdown uh, friends, the friends of the Magical Meltdown. Mikey. Yeah, I don't have a really uh, clever name to, to give anybody who orders my uh, my shirt designs, except they're my clients. Melters, um, Meltdowners. Yeah. Downers. Downers. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> all, all you all you downers out there. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, um, it, it's really fun to see the pictures on the uh, Facebook page uh, with the uh, shirts being, uh, you know, worn either in the parks or at home as soon as you get them because you absolutely love the smell of those brand new shirts. Oh. <laughs> oh. They smell like vinegar. <laughs> they smell. We had to wash them oh three my times. They it smell is the so worst bad. smell ever. We got but, uh, we got our magical. We got our uh, three sheets of the mouse T-shirts along with uh, the coffee mug. I bought the coffee mug. Jason, you were in my mouth this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Was it good? Uh, I've had better. Did you swallow? Oh, of uh, I did. did. It, it was, was, uh, it, was uh, it was it was bold I and know, bitter. Oh, it's got. <laughs> um one one uh you know, we've had a couple of uh posts here just recently by uh a f- one of our um Three Sheets Nation members, Matt Holmes, another uh, fellow Arky like myself, sporting his shitress uh, swirl. Um, you know, that's I think that's one of my newest ones. That's kind of been pretty popular. I'm really, uh, really happy to see that. And can't, that's like, um, 
you know, if, if you're a musician, you don't necessarily always listen to your own music or wear your own shirt of your band unless you're a complete D-bag uh, like Nickelback. But um, that's the one shirt that I've designed I've actually purchased for myself is the Shitra Swirl. I'm looking forward to wearing that one when I get down there uh, on my next trip. You've officially um, insulted our Canadian listeners. I don't think they claim them. Okay. <laughs> no, I think anybody claims Nickelback. No, no. I mean, that's their. Yeah, no. They're, they're like they're, they're Canadian version of uh, uh, of uh, fuck. I lost it. Yeah. It was another band that I really don't like. And it's usually a funny joke when I can remember it, but I've been I'm sledgehammered right now. <laughs> um, Hanson. No, God, hush your mouth. I would rather you listen just, to Hanson than Nickelback. You just my sister-in-law. <laughs> She had, I think she still has their poster, actually. Um, that explains a lot why she thinks I'm attractive. One of my favorite shirts. Um, yeah, you. Yeah. yeah mm, I hate yeah. all of you. I fucking hate all of you. <laughs> but yeah, Mr. Matt Holmes, thank you so much for uh, being a patron of the uh, Magical Meltdown and uh, supporting me with, uh, you know, uh, my 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 little bitty commission on on these shirts and stuff like that uh just kind of goes into a, an account where it sits for when we really 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 need it um but yeah thanks uh, everybody that makes the purchase and i want to say scott you posted the uh, armchair imagineer uh yes stainless steel tumbler tumbler. so So, you know that was that was our topic this week was armchair imagineer and we've all gone to disney and we've all decided you know what i do this differently so that's another great shirt to think about picking up. If, uh, if so you anyone, can tell the guy in line behind you how you do it. If anyone drinks coffee in the car on the way to work, and I'm sure a lot of us do, you need to get one of these tumblers. They're uh, they're aluminum. They're rolled aluminum. They're well insulated. It keeps your coffee nice and hot. You can put your Moscow Mule in it. It'll keep it nice and cold. It's a great mug. I really enjoy it. And using the Armchair Imagineer one is a great design because it wraps all the way around it. I I just I I don't know why if if I'm the first person to get one of those I don't know why anyone else hasn't because it's awesome it is, fa, wait for it, nominal, and that I doesn't always get my stamp of approval. That one gets my stamp of approval. I thought you were ending with King Great, but fa, King Great too. It's great. Yes, it's phenomenal. <laughs> Take two drinks, Mikey. <laughs> I don't have enough wine left <laughs> But go over to www.themagicalmeltdown.com There's plenty of products over there from every Everything from Three Sheets Nation To Shitter Swirl To the Uncle Walt uh, Go get one of Go get something from Mikey Support him Support our uh, Support uh, His His artistry Because it, what the, the stuff he designs is awesome And you, everybody Everybody who's a Three Sheets Nation m- member Needs to have some of his stuff. So head over to www.themagicalmeltdown.com. If you're a complete hipster and you want something nobody else has, freaking no one has ordered the uh, the the mashup of Kermit the Frog Balloon from Hollywood Studios, which is going away, lifting up the house from up. No one has ordered. No one has bought that design yet. So, so go be a, a hip. Go hipster. be a hipster and and like it before it was cool. You you can you can start a trend, <laughs> and you, you know what? You I'll go. even look past your slouchy hat when you wear it, <laughs> <laughs> and the tattoo you have on your wrist that says something like hope or faith or love. <laughs> hmm. You probably got birds on your ankles too. <laughs> oh, if you enjoyed the show, go over to uh, go over to iTunes. Let us know how we're doing. Leaving a review is the best way for us to help uh, to help other Disney fans like yourselves find the show. If you like the show, lay five stars on us and show some love to your Three Sheets host. Um, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We're at Three Sheets Podcast. If you want to send us some emails, you know, send us send us a little message how we're doing, things you like about the show, things you want to hear on the show. That's Three Sheets to the Mouse at gmail.com. But if you really want to interact with us, head over to our Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash Three Sheets. There you can become a part of the Three Sheets Nation, share your impact pictures, share how you keep it Disney at home, come hang out with us with us there. There was a review we got this week on iTunes that talked about how how we interacted with the fan with the with our family, our friends on Facebook. 
and how they thought maybe we would one day get too big for our bridges and and uh, not interact. And I can promise you, we are gonna we we love to interact with you. We love to talk to you guys in the group. Uh, we love hearing from you guys. We love hearing uh, the stories of you at at the parks. We love seeing your pictures. Uh, there's a there's a couple of people. Um, uh, Adam Lichtenstein and Kayla Nicole uh, were posting some pictures from Epcot with their beer and their pretzel. Uh, they're doing things right in the Three Sheets Nation. So when you're in the parks, share what you're doing. We love to hear from you. We love to see it as well. So, uh, guys, Adam, closing remarks? Check us out on Mouseport. We host that show with Kate and Megveg, two fun girls. Um, other than that, look forward to speaking to you all again soon, and we'll see you later. Tim, the other host, the other uh, co-host of Mouseport. All I got is good night. Jason. I second that. Good night. Holy crap. No feels, no love. Oh, oh he's got so feels. He, no, got he has <laughs> feels, but they're not. <laughs> he's got feels right now, right but now. just. If, if, if you, you want to go back to Top Gun, he has lost that love and feeling. <laughs> Mikey. Uh, you know, I've, I've, I've said... Uh, quite a bit tonight and you know i'm not gonna sully it by trying to say something poignant at this point so uh i'm just gonna say scott thanks for uh you know opening this up tim you led us through a great uh experience on what we would do if we had the ability to uh resurrect a potentially dead franchise (laughs) and make it worth the damn again (laughs) and if anybody out there um has uh you know nudes send them <laughs> getting you all in the feels there Mikey uh, from all of us here at three I'll she- fill myself <laughs> uh, from all of us here at three sheets of the mouse thank you for making our show part of your Disney life uh, we want to thank you for listening thank you for your time this time and until next time so long for just a while hey!